Shalom Abracha, we are up to Yuma Daf, Nun Hey. This year is dedicated for Toba Kreindel, Bas Esther Brindel. Now the Mishnah had said that when the Kohen Gadol goes in to sprinkle the blood, he sprinkles it kimatzlif. So the Gemara says, what's a matzlif? It's a whip. When he would sprinkle the blood, he would put his hand facing down and sprinkle up. And then when he was sprinkling down, he'd put his palm facing up and sprinkle down. So his finger was like a whip. Where do we get this from? Rabbi Yaakov tells us, in the name of Rabbi Zera, that we know this sprinkling motion from the Pasuk of Now we're not trying to figure out where the whipping comes from. We're trying to figure out how do we know that when he sprinkles the blood, it doesn't go actually on the Aron HaKadosh. It doesn't go on the Kaparis. It just goes near it. So this Pasuk says Alakaparis and Lifnehakaparis. Now there's an extra Pasuk here, and you can't just say we're trying to learn that he sprinkles downwards, because we can learn that from the par. We're about to learn a whole bunch of things that are similar by par and se, and you can learn from one to the other. So what is the lushan of al and lifnei hakapayres? It's extra. Just like lifnei doesn't mean on to the arna kaidesh, so to the word al is saying it shouldn't be sprinkled onto the kapayres. The Gemara says, wait, who says that they both mean not on? Maybe they both mean yes on. Why are you learning al from lifnei? Learn lifnei from al. The Gemara says from Debate Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, we already used al to teach us that whenever you're facing somewhere, whenever you are pene something, it's east. From al kedma. In fact, the old compasses used to have east facing up, not north. That was the primary direction. Now we know that the Kohen Gadol is going to sprinkle one time up and seven times down. And the question is, by the Seir, we know how many times he's supposed to sprinkle up once. And by the par, it says in the Pasuk, you, you sprinkle seven times down. The question is, how do we know how many times do you spring, sprinkle down by this ear? And how many times do we sprinkle up? Well, how many times do we sprinkle up by this ear, where the Pasuk only tells us down? And how do we know how many times to sprinkle down by the par, where it only tells us how many times to sprinkle up? So we're going to learn from Seir to par and from par to Seir. So just like by par, you sprinkle seven down. So to by ear, you're going to sprinkle seven down because they both have the lotion of dam. The Gemara says, wait, who says we should learn from par to seir? Maybe we should learn from seir to seir. Just like seir sprinkles one up, it should also sprinkle one down. Well, maybe because we want to learn down from down and not down from up. The Gemara says, yes, but I also want to learn from seir to seir if I don't have to go from seir and learn from par. Let this be an internal drasha. This is why we have an, another pasuk of the also es damoi ka'asher also ladam ha'par. Whatever you do by the power, you do by the se'ir. This pasuk tells us don't learn from se'ir to se'ir. Make sure that it parallels the power. And the Gemara makes the same drasha from se'ir to par to tell me that you only sprinkle one time up by the power, the dam ha'par. Now when the Kayin sprinkles, he... he says what he's sprinkling. And in the count, he does achas, achas v'shnayim, one, one, two, one, three, one, four, one, five, one, six, and he keeps on re-announcing the first one that he sprinkled up. That's according to Rev. Meir. According to Yehuda, instead of saying one, one and two, one and three, one and four, 
he would say one, and then he would say two and one, three and one, four and one. He would say the bigger number first, and then say the one, instead of saying the one, and then going back to the number you're up to. The Gemara says that's not a machlekes, it was just a matter of how they counted in Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda's respective cities. Do you say 25, or do you say 5 and 20? The bottom line is that everyone agrees that you're going to count that first sprinkling up while sprinkling down for every one of the down sprinkles. And the question is, why do we keep going back to that first one? This is Machleka. So Eliezer says this is in order to help the Kohen Gadol focus. He can take note of the number which he's up to sprinkling down by pausing and going back to the first one. Abiyachanan says there's actually a pasuk to tell us this. yaze. He should sprinkle it in front of the kaperes. What does the word yaza tell us? We already know he's sprinkling. That's telling us that he should mention the first sprinkle every time going down. And the nafkamina is if a kohen gadol does all the countings right and he sprinkles one up and seven down, but he doesn't count it out loud. According to Abeliezer, it's fine because he still kept the cheshben. But according to Rabbi Yechanan, there's a pasuk that says he actually has to go back every single time, in which case the sprinkling would not be good. Now, we mentioned in the Mishnah that when the Kohen Gadol came out back into the Heichal, there was one stand for the cup of blood to stand in, a golden stand. And Rabbi Yehuda said there was only one of them. In fact, Rabbi Yehuda says in a Mishnah that there was no box for the, the money that they would collect for someone who was chayev to bring a bird carbon because we're worried that it might get mixed up. The Gemara clarifies what exactly would be getting mixed up. And Rav Yasef says, maybe we would mix up a chayva with an adava. Someone is obligated to bring a carbon and someone is bringing a carbon on his own volition. The chayva has to be brought immediately because if it's not brought today, then the person might be eating kachim before he got his kapara. But in a dava, that we could wait till tomorrow. And if we accidentally wait for the chayva to be brought till tomorrow, that can cause serious issues. So Abai turns to Rav Yosef and says, hang on Rav Yosef, why not make two separate boxes and write, this one's for the chayva, and this one's for the dava. Why are you making things so complicated, Rav Yosef? Rav Yehuda, Rav Yosef says, Rav Yehuda doesn't believe in signs. Do not, putting, putting signs up doesn't help. Writing on the box that it's for Chayva, that it's for, this one's for Nadava, doesn't help. Because if Yehuda says, you only have one golden stand in the Heichal, right? Why not just put in two? Because they'll get mixed up. Okay, so why doesn't Rav Yehuda put in two gold stands and label them? This is for the Dama Seir, and this is for the Dama Par. Clearly, he doesn't rely on signs. The kind of those tired. We're not, we, don't, we don't want mixing up happening. And just labeling it will not help. Now the Gemara begins a, a question to challenge this idea that Yehuda doesn't believe in signs. And it starts with a Mishnah about Brera. Now the actual question is going to conclude on the end of the next daf. But we're going to begin it today. It says that there were 13 boxes in the Beis HaMikdash, and each one was titled, each one was labeled. The one that said Taklin Chadetin collected all the Shkalim, the Machatzis HaShekels. The one that was labeled Taklin Atikin, this is for anyone who didn't give a Machatzis HaShekel the previous years, 
They would use this for the Shirei Lishka, where they would uh, fix up and build walls of the Beis HaMikdash, of the city. The box marked Kinin was money for doves. The box labeled Goizle Oila were for Bnei Oina. And if Yehuda says that these were all carbon oilois. They were all nadavas, and there were not any chayva carbons mixed in over here. Rav Dimi said the reason why they had so many different boxes and they didn't just all put it into one box was in case the person who put in his money for his bird carbon were to die. And the Gemara says, wait, are we worried that if someone had put in his money that by the time you take it out and bring the carbon, he died? People sent their money in from Medina Sayyam overseas, and we can assume that there's a chazaka, that they're still alive. The Gemara says, no, but what happens if the guy put in his money and actually died on the spot? No, there's a whole box full of money. We don't know which one was his. So the Gemara says, okay, simple solution. Just take four zoos out of this box and say, okay, these were his. Throw it into the ocean, and then the rest is still good. Ah, here the Gemara says... We can't do that, according to Rav Yehuda, because he does not say Brera. You can't say that these four coins were this deceased gentleman's. Now, from here on, on the next off, the Gemara is going to go into the sugya of Brera, a gigantic Shah sugya. And by the end of Nunvavim Abayz, the Gemara is going to culminate by asking, you see that Rav Yehuda holds that you can label boxes. We do rely on signs. But we'll get to that tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.